Welcome back to Affiliated, everybody. We are here, Kyle and Thomas, in the studio. It's another, what'd you call this, a solo episode? But it's a duo episode. It's a duo A duo. A duo. Saluo. Saluo? I should stop. I'm going to stop. This is not. We're off the rails already. Anyway, we're going to be covering the top 10 things you need to know when you're getting started as an affiliate. 10. Yeah. So if you are curious about affiliate marketing, if you have just started, if you're intermediate, if you're just like, what the heck is affiliate marketing? We hope we can clear up some things for you here and kind of set the... Set the stage for your imminent rise and success. So lots of magical hands, lots yes. of information that you should Sparkles know. Sparkles everywhere. The big thing we're hoping to do is we want you as your successful affiliates, you'll look back at this episode you listened to and go, I'm so glad I wasn't left saying I wish I would have known. Because now you will. <laughs> so I think I always like to start these off with kind of expectation setting, right? Because I think if we had images right now, we'd go expectations would come across expectations. You're right. Like, like Setting right expectations. Yes. SpongeBob episode. Yeah. So like, and one of the biggest questions that is coming up from everybody that's kind of happening with, it's like, how much money can people actually make with this? Like, is this legit? Is affiliate marketing real? Is it a scam? All those get wrapped into like that core onus of just like, what is actually possible with affiliate marketing? Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the oftentimes the questions that people ask, the answers are always maybe. Yes and no, right? Like you can make a lot of money. You could make no money, right? There's a huge range. So setting your expectations appropriately and what you want makes a lot of sense. So with that, what kind of expectations do you like to set? Where do you think the important questions that people need to ask themselves? Well, some people can make a lot. Some people can make a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's important to understand that, yes, few people actually make enough money to replace their full income, right? Like, But the big but there is I really believe anybody can do it. I mean, we've got clients that are from all walks of life, all different geos across the globe. I mean, from ex hedge fund managers to, you know, mother bartenders that have now become super affiliates, right? It's like all over the place. So anyone can actually learn this. It is a very low barrier to entry to be an affiliate. That is very true, which means it'd be fairly competitive. It also means that there can be a lot of claims out there because people are trying to sell you a course or something like that on how easy it is because it is technically easy to start a website, to buy an ad on Facebook, whatever it might be. It is not a hard thing to do. What is hard is to actually get good enough to be profitable in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's where understand. I think having the right expectation of this is going to be a skill I'm building and not just a cash machine I can push a button and hope money spits out. That's where people are more set up for success. Mm-hmm. So how much money can you make? Gosh, we've got people making, you know, tens of millions of dollars in affiliate revenue, more the bigger reality, right? For me, it'd be what would it take to make your first profitable commission check? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes like, what are you looking for? I think So we go back to the example yeah. of the bartender. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was someone sat right here. Jenna yeah. Compt is uh, one of the people in the example. And when she talks about her story, her goal was just to replace her unemployment. Income. Yeah. COVID shut down her job, yeah. right? It yeah. was like, she's like, well, okay, I need to hit this number. That changes a lot from an expectation standpoint of what you choose, what you do, so on and so forth. You know that this is the target, at least for now, mm-hmm. that I'm shooting for. And sometimes it might be something like, I would like to pay for a vacation every single year. Affiliate marketing is a great resource to do that with if that's your goal, right? Maybe you start there, you learn from there. Um, now, that could always grow more, but even if your expectation is that I would like to make six figures on a monthly basis of take-home income, 
great. That's going to change at least what you do and what your efforts are going into it, right? Because yeah. you're going to have to learn a lot. You know, that's like starting out being like, I would like to be a neuroscientist. Well, you're probably not going to do that coming out of high school and just start chopping up brains. Um, <laughs> and if you do, you might end up a different You'll kind do of it for person. Very long, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A serial killer, yeah. it's like, I'm a neuroscientist. Yeah. You know, that's that's a different thing. So um, so I think, yeah, one of the big questions you put out there probably is the first expectation is how much money do you want to get out of this? What are you really looking for? Yeah, right? what is that realistic goal? The kind of first yeah. hit, right? Because it's always like, oh, hey, how do I get my first sale? How do, I, how do I get the next one? How do I get like 10 sales a day? How do I get 100, right? You can start to scale up as you improve your skills. But yeah. it's like, how much money can you make? The sky is the limit, mm-hmm. how you want to go about doing it, right? Do you want to be a media buyer? Do you love data? Do you love numbers? Do you love just figuring out like psychology and hooks and copy? Are you going to go more? I want to produce content and I want to be on camera or I want to be writing or I want to be building a community, right? There's lots of ways you can go about doing it. All of those will have different trajectories of growth and kind of yeah. the ability to make money. So yes, it is impossible to say how much money can you make or can you expect? I just know that it is possible for almost anyone to do this if you're putting in the time and effort appropriately, which I think kind of goes in the next question is like, how long does it actually take to make a profit in this? If you're looking at, I need to make some money. I'm gonna look at affiliate marketing. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's a great, because you think about it again, first you have to set the expectation that, yes, you can make as much and as little as you want. So what do you want first? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I want monetarily? And then how much time can you give for that? Um, like, how much time do you want to give to it? I think there's kind of two things there because there's how much time I can give and there's how much time I want to give. Um, Because sometimes you can give more than you want to at a point in time. And any business, you normally go through ebbs and flows of time. People talk about work-life balance um, as if it's a daily requirement. When in reality, work-life balance might be a broader spectrum of time that you're looking at where there's periods where you work really, really hard and there isn't much balance to create less time later. So I think it's still an important question you want to ask. Are you looking for... Like, hey, I really only want to work four hours a week, and I want to structure a business that way. Great. Just know that that's going to change the way that you do things, or it's going to change the path that you choose, potentially, on how you do affiliate marketing. Because to do that, there's there's less options maybe to have that be your main goal, or you have to reach a certain level to be able to yeah, have if, that. Yeah, if, if someone wanted to make, let's say, a 1000 bucks a month or something, right, like in profit, like... What does your gut say? Like, how much time would they have to invest a day? It almost depends on traffic source too. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Um, but I would think if you want to make a thousand bucks, I think you would probably minimum need a couple, at least a couple hours every single day. Yeah, F- at least five days a week. Like, if you still want your weekends, and especially as you're starting. Yeah, right? as you're yeah. starting out, you're doing probably three. I would say two to three hours a day, which yeah. is going to give you at that point and in between, what like ten to fifteen hours a week, probably fifteen hours a week. Um, which for someone at 40 hours, you're now at 65. If you're at 50, you know, you're, you're putting in some, yeah. some time. I look at it, it's like, right, it's 30, that's 30 bucks a day, roughly yeah. in profit kind of thing. So yeah. I, like to, I like to back into goals like that. So whatever your goal is, back into it. How much a day is that? Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, how do I make my first $30 day? If I can make one $30 day, how do I make it the next day? Mm-hmm. Right? And it's going, and it might take you 40 hours <laughs> to make your first $30 day, mm-hmm. right? But it might, that might compound, and now all of a sudden yeah. you're making... From there, right? So it's yeah. going to be entirely dependent on that initial investment. I would say, I would agree. I think a couple hours a day is probably realistic for someone getting off the ground and putting this on as like a side hustle. Mm-hmm. I think an hour a day is probably not realistic, right? Yeah. Like it's just not enough dedicated time to be yeah. in the weeds and learning what you need to learn and implementing yeah. is the key part. And here's one thing too. That could be different for different people. You might mm-hmm. need to put 
three to four hours a day to accomplish the same goal because it's just different for you, yeah. right? It's processing different. Some people, it might take them five minutes because they're just, they get it or they're in a perfect spot for them yeah. to be able to do this. You, it's just important to know what time you're going to be able to commit and what time you want the results by too. Because um, the other thing too is if you say, hey, I want $1,000 a month and I want that done in 30 days. Well, now the time commitment you're going to have to commit to that is going to be much larger yes. than mm-hmm. if you were like, hey, I want to make $1,000 a month and I'd like to be there in 18 months. That's a very different standard that you're setting for yourself and you'll you'll change the way you approach things. So it's just really yeah. important to know that you know kind of when you want the money, when you want the revenue, and then even to maintain that revenue, how much time you want to spend to do it. Like there's lots of different expectation settings in there, but you really have to ask yourself, what do I want? And then like you said, back into it afterwards, which goes on another thing. I know this is not expectations, but I think we talk a lot about, we've kind of talked about it, budget matters, right? When yeah, that was the next this. thing I want to ask you is like, if you're looking at, what do you think a realistic budget or investment is for someone who wants to build an affiliate marketing income stream? Yeah, and I think I would actually tell you again, it depends on budget is going to, um, budget's a great way to accelerate results. So mm-hmm. the higher the budget, the less time that you need. So I would always tell people, it depends on what resource you have more of. If you have more time, you don't need as much of a budget because you could just go with some of the free routes. You could learn things slower, develop things more organically. They're going to be lower in cost. Maybe for a couple thousand dollars, you could get your, your business going. And you could slowly build up those costs. Maybe it's just a percentage of every single paycheck you put towards you know, that two weeks of Facebook media buying. Great. like Use what you have. But that also means you're going to be spending a lot more time mm-hmm. than somebody else. Now... For starting an offer when we're working with clients, I tell them to budget about like if you're doing a supplement offer, it should be fifty to hundred K that you're setting aside that you know that for you're launching an offer. Yeah, for, for launching an okay. offer. I thought you were right. for like an affiliate, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not for an affiliate. So like yeah. that's for launching an offer. And that's also with certain expectations that we're not looking to spend eighteen months for that offer. Yeah. Right. It's in a much more we're looking for three months, right? To go towards launch. It's very different and it's going at a very different scale. So um, it's, again, very hard question to answer. And when I say when you're looking at budget, just realize that there's a budget for cost that you have that you could spend, and there's a budget for time that you need to spend. And they're normally, they fluctuate between the two, but just know that that's going to guide your strategy. And a lot of affiliates, when they're starting out, they don't ever build these budgets. They'll say, I have $1,000 and I want to make $10,000. I'm like, well, awesome. I have a lot of investors that say they could do that for you, right? <laughs> um, but but you know, at the end of the day, you need to say, okay, if it's it's a thousands the max I have, then I'm going to probably need to give more time for my results. Yeah, and it might be like you exactly said, it might be different strategies, right? Maybe yeah. Facebook media buying is not the way to go. Yeah, maybe it's making reels on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or YouTube Shorts where you don't even have to host a website yet. Right? Yeah, and, and now it's investing in camera equipment yeah. or a course. Or teaches you how to yeah, create content journey or AI yeah. to help generate some of that content, right? It's like, yeah. what can you be doing to kind of like speed things up? For me, probably yeah. Botox, plastic surgery, some <laughs> hair Get on camera, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But right, it's like, yeah, the, the, I think you're right. Like those, the sandbox will help dictate what is the right strategy for you right now. Mm-hmm. And then as you potentially get more income to invest towards things, you could try different things. Right? Yeah. yeah. But I think when, when, what's important why we're talking about this now is it's not the sexy parts to talk about, but these are the things when people have these set up. Yeah they're way more successful going into affiliate marketing and really any business venture, um, but way more successful starting off as an affiliate. I think there's so much noise out there, right? It's like, if you go to YouTube affiliate marketing, it's like how to make $50,000 a day. It's all this like really hyped up stuff, which is what gets the clicks. I 
totally get the marketing and the reason why you build those videos, right? We've but, never had a video like that before, <laughs> but I promise. <laughs> right, but it's like, how do you, how do you actually understand the path forward so you're not set up for failure or disappointment and can actually stick with it for the long haul? Because it's, you know, it's not really timing the market, it's time in the market. The more time and energy and you invest into learning a craft, the more likelihood you're going to have of hitting some big scale. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And listen, there we've seen where people might have been building a plan that would take several years and they get success in three months. You know, it's, yeah, they get lucky. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. There's times that you could just implemented. Yeah. yeah, that could happen. That's great. Right. Be excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have the same mindset of setting expectations and goals and budgeting time and money before you ever get started, you're going to probably replicate success a lot more often too. Yeah. So Where, what do you look at? Cause we've thrown out some ideas and things like that. Like, what do you think is, where should people look when they're starting? Like what strategies and tactics should they be considering as a new affiliate getting yeah. going? Well, and you know, a couple of things as we go into expectations, things you should really know that I, well, I think one is when you're looking at strategies, it's important to know what you are willing to do and what you're not willing to do. And I only say that, that, Affiliate marketing is a pretty broad spectrum. There are levels where you could look at the cleanest, purest form of affiliate marketing. You're, say, creating content about how cute puppies are, and then you sell puppy collars as an affiliate, right? You're probably not going to feel too slimy about any of that, unless maybe the puppy collars were made by, you know, slaves in Sudan. I don't really know. But, but like, ultimately, it's pretty clean, right? There's other parts of affiliate marketing that aren't going to feel that way. You might be going a little bit more aggressive in a marketing way. And if you're uncomfortable with that, that's not going to be the strategy for you. So I think that's one thing right off the bat. Know what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. Come up with that line. It doesn't matter what your line is. Just know it. And we see this even in our Spark course. Some of the tactics we teach people, not tactics, strategies we teach people in our markets are something like, well, I don't like that okay, that's not going to be for you. That's okay, but you should know that before you get started. Buying a course that teaches you something you don't like that's why they get. That's why they get options, right? Hey, do you want to go like the free organic traffic route? Do you Mm -hmm. want to go the paid media route? Like there's all these different paths you can take in there. Yeah, there's... Yeah, you hear the flip side, but like you'll hear from... I used this quote the other day. I was like, if you ask 10 people in this space of what you should do, you'll hear 20 different opinions, right? It's yeah. like, um, there's so many different ways you could go. Cause you'll yeah. hear from the big media buyers. Oh, don't do that. That takes forever. Right. Yep. <laughs> Just yep. do this. <laughs> and people are yeah. like, oh, it doesn't feel comfortable to me. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, so knowing that helps. And then I think the second piece is, is always hard with the right strategy. Um, sometimes it's finding the right person. And we, we said this kind of in some other episodes too. It's also knowing you, like, what do you like? What do you not like? What are your budget expectations? What are your time expectations? What are those resources right now, too? What's your real budget? What's your real cost? So those will really dictate things. I'd say if cash flow is going to be a problem for you, paid media is always also going to be a problem for you. If you don't mm-hmm. have credit, you're uncomfortable with debt, you're uncomfortable, you're not just sitting on a lot of cash that you could just spend, right? That's going to be a tough medium for you. Um, on the flip side, if you hate content creation, if you hate the idea of writing, if you don't ever want to be on camera, you don't want to make a voice, you don't like video editing, right? I would say content organic creation might not be the path for you. Right. You, got, you got to find something. Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's there's so many different sources, um, but you really want need to know what feels good for you, what you feel like you could do every single day for at least the next 10 years. And I'm not saying you have to do it for that time frame, but if you are starting out with that mindset, you're much more likely to find the right place. I think the other challenge you get is how to find the right source of truth. Um, and this is not to bash 
gurus out there, right? Like, and I say it because I think that becomes this toxic word, but a lot of people teach a lot of different things and not all of them are effective, right? Yeah. You, you might get some bad tactics or I think when we see, and this isn't necessarily bad, but maybe you, there's a lot of people that teach affiliate marketing and the first thing you learn to promote is somebody else's, the course that you just took. Right, yeah. Um, I've seen that all over Reddit right now. It's like, yeah. like is this legit? And people, like, oh, that's just promoting the course you just bought. Like it's MLM essentially. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we know that that is, you know, it's a race towards the bottom. Whoever's last loses. Yeah. Um, and, and so that could be tough, right? It's not to say you still can't learn from that strategy. Because I think one thing that's great about yeah. that is you already know the target demographic because you bought the course, yeah. right? So you already know how to talk to the people. Um, you know, you're learning at least a form of affiliate marketing. And you know that the offer at least converts somewhat because you, you bought, bought it, it right? <laughs> yeah. So so there, there's a lot of baked in there that's good to learn. But you well, have to... Episode we did with Lucas, uh, yeah. you know? Yeah, like he started that way, Yeah. right? And yeah, that and that gave him enough capital to start learning other forms of affiliate marketing, right? And now he doesn't do that at all, and he hasn't done it for years. Now he's running scaled media buying on Facebook for supplements and different kinds of health offers. Yeah, yeah. so it could be a great launching point. It's not to bash all that, but I think it's important to know what you're learning, have some ideas of what the strategy is, so you could go into if that if they're going to be like, I'm just going to teach you the one way to do this, and you think that's all you need to know, you're going to be maybe a couple weeks or months down the road and be like, well, this sucks. Yeah, um, now I need something else. And, yeah, and yeah. you're like, oh, they're a scam artist, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Not necessarily, right? It's just not understanding what's happening. Um, so I think the other thing is finding the right source of truth. Uh, this is something we talk a lot about too. I would always look towards people that teach strategies and then show tactics. Tactics mm -hmm. could accelerate. Tactics fade away. Tactics tend to go, come and go um, as the markets change. Strategies last for a really, really, really long time. Um, so I always... Centuries, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, long. Okay. I think yeah, it's right. like, I can't remember yeah. the viral thing. I think it was like juice and sauce, right? Like juice goes bad, but sauce lasts forever. Strategies are <laughs> your sauce. I could be making this all up. It was something else. I love else. that. I've never heard that. But yeah, but like it's it, like yeah. it's like in a fridge, like you'll have, you're like, the sauce is here forever, right? Um, That's Like true. your condiments. Yeah. So strategies are like mustard. They never seem to go bad. Um, so... <laughs> Don't eat mustard at my house. That's what I think has <laughs> happened. Uh, uh, but but I think that that's important when you're looking at gurus and you're looking where you're going to get your information from. It might be free content on YouTube. It doesn't mean you're paying for a course. But just really, are they teaching me a strategy or is this a tactic? And how to know the difference between that? Oftentimes, I, I think the biggest thing is you ask, why does it work? And oftentimes, tactics, you'll find that it works because of a loophole because uh, they, they don't even know why it's working. It just is. Right? I don't know. seems to work. If you just put a cat on it, people buy it. You know, it's like. Or they're teaching a tactic that works for them, but they're actually executing something else now. They're teaching yeah. this tactic that still works, but it's kind of on. Yeah. It's getting saturated. Right? But a lot yeah. of it, when you ask the why, and if it can't be answered, or if it's based on something that's very old information that isn't behavioral, it's not the science of humans, Right that's most likely a tactic. A strategy is something that has most likely been around for a really long time. Yeah. Um, I think media buying could get a little bit tricky because tactic and strategies could change, but it should make sense to you. There should be some basis of behavioral information is a strategy. So it's like, always gravitate to really like that. Why is it working? Right? Yes. You should know why it's working. Yeah. Why is it yeah. working? If you can't answer why it's working or if the answer yeah. feels... I would even say like not sustainable. It's probably a tactic, and that's not a problem. It's not to say don't try it. Just understand what you're doing when yes. you go into it. I think another important thing to know here is kind of target market, kind of moving away from kind of these expectation pieces a little bit. But like, I think if you don't know the target market that you're serving or that you want to serve, 
you're kind of adrift, mm -hmm. right? And I see affiliates this all the time. They're promoting a lead gen offer over here. They're doing an e-com product over here. They're just like trying all kinds of stuff with no real structure or idea or focus. Like, can you talk a little bit more about how you look at like new affiliates getting into it, understanding what even a target market is? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a big one, right? Mm -hmm. Is knowing your who you're going after. Um, it's going to dictate what offers you select. It's going to dictate your traffic source. So I even say before you pick a source, pick a target audience you would like to address. Um, because listen, if you want to go after 25 year olds and you chose Facebook as your primary traffic source, probably not a good idea. Mm -hmm. Um, that is not the primary makeup of buyers in like, go talk to a 25 year old about Facebook. It's not the same way your grandma's using Facebook. I could guarantee you. Um, but guess who's buying more stuff off Facebook? Your grandma. Yeah. So um, it's, it really helps to know who that target audience is. And I would tell you as affiliates, a lot of times people think, well, I don't want to be a marketer. I just want to do affiliate stuff. Right. But they are marketers. You have to understand marketing. And the core to marketing is always understanding the person you're talking to on the other end. So refining that and not refining it down to demographics. Don't be like, hey, I want to go after 35 to 45 year old women in the Midwest. Right. Those are just statistics. That's yeah. not a person. So when you're looking at your target market, I would tell you, so I really want to focus on, let's use that same thing. I want to focus on 35 to 45 year old, um, white conservative women, primarily living in the Midwest that were raised in a religious household might be agnostic or not religious right now, but they, they were raised in that. I'd, go, I'd, go for, I'd say I want to market to Jane, right? She yeah. lives in Evansville, Indiana, and so right? she's see, got three kids, yep. ages, right? <laughs> yeah, and now you start saying yeah. like, okay, so here's her basis, and she looks at the world this way and thinks yeah. about it this way. She reads this yeah. blog post. She reads, she watches Fox News. Or what is it? worries yeah. and problems mm -hmm. that she has. Like, you need to get down to that level. Yeah. And I would even tell affiliates before you jump into it, but, or when you're learning your traffic channel, go try and meet your Jane in real life. Like go find them. If it's an older person, go to you know go to Barnes and Noble. It seems like there's a lot of old people there all the time. Talk to one, <laughs> right? If it's somebody younger, where's the shop? Where are they? If you and if it's not in person, like go to a Facebook group and see the conversations and become a part of the conversation. It's just gonna help you so much more when you actually go to sell something. When you actually go to have a conversation with you, I think that's why your like content Reddit, Reddit yeah. became such a popular place where copywriters get ideas from, right? Because they can go to these hyper specific communities or forums, wherever it doesn't have to be Reddit, right? But this place where a community is engaging in topics and debates and conversations and mm -hmm. posts, right? And you can just kind of get the, the zeitgeist of that community, of that avatar, yeah. of that person you're kind of experiencing. And yeah. and don't observe, become, if you're going to do in a Reddit forum. And, and what I mean by that is you can watch and you should watch for a while, but Lark, participate. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to tell yeah. you if you're speaking the language. Yeah. So if you're in a group of something you want to focus on, let's say... Let's say you're in a um, group of elderly people with joint pain. They're talking about all mm -hmm. their joint problems. I would start posting as an elderly person with joint pain. And if people you're are like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I want to know that I could communicate and speak the language and be a part of that group. Because yeah. when I go out and do marketing, those skills will, will carry over. And he'll be so much more effective, so much faster to that audience. And it's one of the things. I see affiliates all the time skip on this. They'd rather just take marketing that's working and just plug it in to what they're doing, and then they don't know why it worked. They don't even know <laughs> what it, who it's communicating to. Yeah. So they can't replicate. Um, and you're just, you don't have a business that's just building off of a tactic. So you, you alluded so you to want this, to really understand but that. I think the other big thing to know, if we're, I don't Sorry, know what yeah. number we're on now, but moving from target market to big problem. Yes. Like what is that relationship to you? 
Well, I, I think we know that. Yeah, yeah know the person know is the big problem here. Yeah, right? you have yeah. to have a big problem, and I'd say this is um, particularly for direct. Yeah, yeah, it's like particularly for yeah. direct response. We're built off problems, yeah. problem solution. Well, I think I mean any product you're buying is solving a problem in some yes. way, right? Yes, it's either it elevating is. your status or it's solving yeah. a problem you have, right? Like anything e-com good, whatever it might be, is solving some sort of yeah. problem. You so, need to know yeah. the problem. And, yeah. and just understanding the problem is going to help you pick better offers, pick better marketing, all that stuff. When I say the problem, it's it's whatever you want to solve. So yeah. sometimes the problem is very primal. The problem could be something like, I'd like to be attractive to others. So if that's Good the luck. problem, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's me, you know, I was like, I'd like to be attracted to one. So I'm like, oh, got him. <laughs> I'm gonna give you so many children you'll never leave. You know, so uh, it's uh, that's just weird relationship advice from Kyle. But no, it's like you, if if that's the problem, then yeah. I would say that's okay. That's the core problem, but it's gonna surface in different ways. Maybe it's now, how do I lose weight, right? Or maybe it's something like, how do I make sure to keep up with fashion appropriately so I don't look like an old person and people find me attractive. At the end of the day, they want to be attractive, but their actual problem is they feel like they can't be because they can't keep up with fashion. This is called the Kyle problem again. I'm like, I don't know what's fashionable anymore. How do I buy clothes? Um, So these are when you start plugging into that. And it it sounds silly again, but lots of times people go, oh, well, they're, you know, the, the problem is that they want to lose weight. Okay, why? Why do they want to lose weight? That's not actually the problem. The problem is deeper than that. You need to get down to that level. And then you see if the core marketing actually addresses that and you could address that. So you have to kind of go beyond that. So remembering the problem is I want to be attractive to others. Okay, so if all the way up here you have weight loss, there's a lot of layers of understanding you have to have between those two. But if you know that's the core big problem that they're solving, you'll be way better at marketing. Yeah, weight loss is almost is almost the solution. The yeah, problem, right? it is. Yeah, it is. Like, it's the solution. Yeah, and that's a good way to put it. People think that oh, well, weight loss is the problem, right? They can't lose mm-hmm. weight. No, no, no. The problem is they don't feel attractive. Yeah. And because of that, they're going to be or alone. Or their doctors are telling them, hey, you need to lose. Yeah, or, or sometimes yeah, that, like, yeah, it's it, it, it might yeah. be attractive. It might be, again, changes the marketing. What if it's health-related? Mm-hmm. And why does that matter? So I want to be healthy because of why. And here's the crazy thing. A lot of people think that everyone wants to be healthy because they want to live forever. That's not true. That's not true. I can tell you right now, I make health-based decisions not because I want to live long. Normally, it's like I don't want to feel bad. Yeah. Like, physically, I don't feel good. That's a very different person than someone that wants to live for a long time. And they buy different products, mm-hmm. right? And they also have a core different issue that they're dealing with. The person that's overweight and doesn't feel good wants to be happy. They're just sad. They don't feel good. I'd like to be happy because I don't feel happy. Could this make me get happy? The person that wants to live forever is very insecure about dying. That's a different emotion, right? And your marketing and products are going to be very different towards that individual. They're Big problems are much more primal than what their products look like. So you have to understand that, and it really shapes your marketing. And I will tell you, this is my favorite things to do. Like it's like going to market research in deep levels is one of the best things to do in marketing, and it's one of the reasons I probably push for it the most. But when you understand that, it just makes you so much better faster yeah, in what, shaping what, your marketing. What I hope people are understanding here and kind of picking up on is that as you go through this thought process and the execution of these actions that you're describing, right, the how you market to this person is almost presenting itself, mm-hmm. right? It's like you're kind of uncovering the best way to talk to these people. You're going to be finding out where they hang out online. It's going to be helping you drive the strategy of how you actually get a message in front of them. 
not just a message in front of them, but a message that's going to resonate and get them to take action, whether it's a click or a purchase or whatever that might be, you're kind of starting to understand the psychology of how they're thinking. And I think that's one of these, you know, if you look at the top 10 things to know, right? We always talk about like, if you know, copywriting, compelling copywriting and traffic generation, you can be an amazing affiliate. Yep. Those are the two things you need to know. There's a lot that goes into all that, right? Yeah. But like, a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, but what you're describing here is really like that other, that copy piece of it. If mm-hmm. you understand your avatar, if you understand Jane and what is, her problems are, or she's hanging out online, all of these kind of things present themselves into what can I serve to Jane that will add value to her life that will then she will buy and I will get commissioned yeah. from, right? In a yeah. Capitalist like, society I mean, here. You can yeah. think about like, like get, just get a good walkthrough for it. So Jane is looking for a probiotic, right? That's a really problem solution. I want Jane to have a probiotic, but let's go into the big problem with that. Jane is looking for a probiotic because Jane is very concerned about the overall health of not just her, but primarily her family because Jane has kids and she's married. And as some of that, she's someone that stays at home and is responsible for the entire health of the household. On top of that, Jane is most like, like I said, she's conservative in the Midwest. Jane doesn't trust most of the big pharmaceutical stuff that's happening because what Jane consumes every single day. Jane is afraid. She's very fearful of making the wrong decision because her decision predicates the health of her entire household. And the health of her entire household builds on the value of who Jane is as a woman. So now she's making a buying decision that is based on I need to make my he- my health oh, sorry, my house healthy when I don't have a good source of truth. And if I don't do a good job, I'm less of a valuable female by not doing so. That's a lot more information about Jane that tells me a lot more about how I should market her, things I should I say. I can almost picture the sales page in. right there. Right? Yeah. yeah, right? We really mm-hmm. wrote down something you could really mm-hmm. easily come up with marketing. And also, if you want to use AI tools and stuff like that, if I plug that information in, that story of to, about who Jane is versus... Hey, I have <laughs> a, probiotic. a 35 yeah. <laughs> year old white woman from the Midwest that would like to buy a probiotic. Can you give me a headline? Just try it and see what happens. The results It's going to be totally different. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's just what I mean. big problem means you really need to do the core of what the actual problem is for that target. Market. Yep. Anyway, I, okay. I could talk on this for far too long, so we'll move on. You did. No, <laughs> yes, I, did. <laughs> no. Um, I think a big Next big thing to really understand and thing to know if you're looking to affiliate marketing is traffic sources. Yeah. Right. And another big topic here, but we'll keep it briefer. This understanding a target traffic source, like Kyle was mentioning, like if you're understanding your avatar, it's going to tell you where to focus. Mm -hmm. But just to go broader with it, right? You've got the paid traffic sources, right? You've got, I can run ads, I can pay YouTube, I can pay Facebook, I can pay Google, I can pay Instagram or TikTok, I can pay them to feature my ad somewhere. Right. And they're just I owe them money now for displaying my ad across their platform. That ad's performance is going to be dictated by how well that copy is working, the, whether it's video or ad or image, whatever it might be. Right. How well that's working. I can also be buying emails. Right. I can be, hey, I will pay you to send an email on my behalf. I can rent lists. I can do a CPM drop, whatever that you want to call it. Right. So lots of ways to kind of buy traffic around the Web and kind of generate with your cash. Mm hmm. Then there's more of the organic method, which can be using all of those same platforms, but now you're just uploading content to them organically. Um, and now you're relying on the algorithms in that network and your content isn't going to be performing well enough that people engage with it and like it and take action from it. I think the important part to note with affiliate marketing is if you're targeting organic traffic, it can't just be for likes and engagements. 
right? You might have some content that is there to generate likes and engagement. So your profile gets featured more. So the content drives more followers, but you should really be thinking, what is my call to action with this content, this specific piece of content I'm making today or this morning kind of thing. And what do I want them to do with it? It shouldn't just be to take a light, right? Maybe it's just, Hey, like this post and that's going to help it go more viral or something. Yep. But ideally it's getting them to go to a website. It's getting them to go to another link in the bio, wherever it might be to now get on your email list or something. Right. So you're starting to cultivate these different traffic sources. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think just to kind of sum it, that's one of the reasons why we went through the way we did. You set your expectations mm -hmm. so you know your skills, your time, and your money that you have. Yeah. Now you set the budgets for what you're willing to do. Right. And, and the other thing we talked about, like, hey, if you want to be successful in three months, Organic is probably not going to be a good route for you. It, well, I think, it, uh, yeah, it's successful mean, would be. Yeah, yeah. We said, we yeah. said, we did, let's say you wanted 10,000 a month and you wanted to be at that number in three months um, in, in profit. Um, audacious goals, great. Let's go get them. Organic's going to be real tough unless you're already a viral organic star. But yeah. if you're starting We're out super fresh, lucky with TikTok four yeah. years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're putting <laughs> yeah. yourself in Jumping a position where you yeah. need a lot of luck. But if it's paid media, and you have a budget for it, that could be feasible. So one of the reasons why we set all this framework of like then, who's the person, where we need to go, by the time you know all that information, selecting the traffic source becomes a lot easier. Because then you just make decisions, well, I have no budget, so I need to go organic. Great. Where's the organic place that your people are living? That's probably what you're going to have yeah. to do. Find which one you like the most. Awesome. If it's, hey, I have a lot of money and I want to, even if you have a lot of money and you might have time, you want to go paid media? Great. That's going to change what traffic mm -hmm. source because of what you're, who, who the people are you want to talk to, what their problems are. Perfect. Let's pick that traffic source. Then we could go find the yeah. products next. I'll just say, too, it's important to understand that any and all of these traffic sources are good. Yes. In my opinion, there's not a better one than the next one, right? Like, yes, arguably, there's some with more reach or it might be friendlier for newbies and things like that. But any of these traffic sources can work. And they do work for affiliates day in and day out. Mm -hmm. So it's like, which one should I pick? It's like, if you go through the options you just determined, right, you'll kind of know which mm -hmm. one you need to pick yeah, or which three you can choose between to start with. What I would highly recommend is picking one and going really deep with it. Yes. Don't try to learn three, five, whatever traffic sources at once. Pick one and go really deep with it. Those, what you learn from that will translate to others, maybe not one-to-one, -one, but your learning curve on the next traffic source you're picking up will be a lot faster because you'll know what kind of content is resonating with your audience. Mm -hmm. So you can translate that to the next platform you're jumping to and you can start to kind of widen from there. Yeah. But yeah. you'd be, I think most people can probably keep going deeper with traffic sources than trying to go wider with multiple. Yeah. 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 I mean, when you think there's a, uh, you know, multi eight to nine figure agencies that literally do one traffic exactly, source. Yeah. Like there is no short supply of mastery in these behemoths. No, I hear from smaller channels. affiliates where it's like, Oh, I'm getting tapped. Like I'm, I'm kind of maxing out Facebook. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like, pretty sure not. No, like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. if you're running into your copy might be making you maxed out on what you can do on Facebook, but you have certainly not maxed out Facebook's uh, ability to scale. Yeah. Which I think that being said, I think another transition as you go and you get deep, one of the value points of that, and I think with affiliate marketing in general, is you start to learn the language, which is a key mm -hmm. thing that you need to know as well. So people will say, know your numbers. Um, then people start saying acronyms for what those numbers are. And you're like, well, I can't. I know numbers, but I don't know. I think just knowing the language as much as you can to indoctrinate yourself to it's going to vary from traffic source to affiliate type, the type of offer. Like there's so many variants, but once you know what channel you're picking, 
start to pick up the lingo real, real fast. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's always, one, it'll make you less confused. Two, it's going to help you with the next thing we're going to talk about um, with networking and mentoring and yeah. things like that. Um, so you just... People feel like you're respecting it. And I think three, like you're going to be able to learn faster. faster yeah. And um, you'll, if you learn the lingo, you'll learn why it's the lingo and you could optimize and focus around whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, so I'd it, say, oh, I was going to yep. say, we have uh, some helpful resources with that. I think we did a video on yeah. jargon and then we also have a blog post out there about some of the like the glossary, like yeah. affiliate marketing glossary yeah. and different kind of things. Yeah. Like what does CPC mean? And, right? and this isn't like a big long, like, there's not a soapbox for this here. It's just, just do it. Like it's, if you don't know it, you'll pick you're it up. But yeah, the off. more, yeah. Like if you don't know something, you can go learn it. Um, and yeah, it, if you can speak the language, the rapport you build in this next step, it goes a long way. Yeah. Right. We talk with, we talk with like even the seller side, people who want more affiliates. It's like when you're going to see them communi communicating in a way that detracts from their rapport building because they're not speaking the language of an affiliate. Yeah. Right? And yeah. It's like, it's like, Oh, it's like you need almost, go through this avatar model you just did for an affiliate piece, but we're going to a whole different piece. Yeah. There. Yeah. But no, yeah. you're, you're totally right. Like yeah. knowing the language. And if you go to somebody and you feel like you're not respecting their industry, their work, mm -hmm. what to do, because you're not spending the time to understand the language, that's, that's always going to hurt you. And the next step that is super critical and might be one of the most critical steps, I would say at least the second most yeah. critical section outside of setting good expectations is learning how to network, um, particularly whether it's connecting with potential, you know, offer owners, and why else to be connecting with a mentor that could really change things. But opening yourself up and learning that skill, there are very few people that I could think of that are successful that don't have the ability to network or build relationships. Yeah. But in Kyle, industry. I thought I could be an affiliate behind this computer screen and never <laughs> talk to anybody and make a bunch of money. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe for a little while. That does happen. Yeah, yeah. people do that, right? But yeah. I think you're spot on that the people who advance their acceleration a lot faster are the people who are networking. What what does that mean to you exactly? Like, does that mean getting on a flight that I can't afford and going to a conference where I don't know anybody? Or like, what is that networking? How would you start networking as a new affiliate? I mean, I would probably do the what you just said, but that's maybe ill-advised. Um, <laughs> I think it really depends. Yeah. Uh, because oftentimes that's not available, right? Like you don't have a conference you go to or something like, what if it's in the United States and you're not there? Yeah. Um, you might even have visa issues. So you're not going to be able to go there. Uh, so, you know, oftentimes networking is as simple as just finding the places where people are talking and connecting with individuals one-on-one, -on -one. whether it's a Zoom call, whether it's going to a Discord group and then from there pulling out and finding some people that you could talk to more in depth and building your own network of people. Um, there's lots of different groups. You know, we always talk about the direct response marketing partners. Um, there's nothing held back. Mm -hmm. um, there's, I know there's the commission superheroes. There's so many stack that money. The, Our discord channel. Discord. Spark. Yeah, Spark. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. so many different places to go. Once you know your traffic channel, you're going to find your place, find the people that are doing what you're doing and connect with them. Um, you know, we have great episodes talking about how to network and how to find people. The value in it is that you're, you need to accept you're not good. Like when you're starting out, you're not going to be good. You might yeah. be good one day, but you're not right now. Um, other people are going through either the same thing or have gone through the same thing and they understand that process and they're there to help. When you have a group of people doing it, you have a group of people learning together, accepting each other's failures, working on them together, and it just accelerates your growth as well as now you have a network of people that are all looking to succeed in the same place. And what I've found that's really amazing about the affiliate space, there's it's, it's communal success. 
because if your affiliates are winning, you're winning. It's very yep. mutually beneficial. So networking, having these mutually beneficial relationships matter a lot. Uh, so getting out there, whether it's a Facebook group, a, just all the different things, I'm quickly realizing how bad I am at lots of internet communications. Or if you can, I do think if you're the right person and you want to be face-to-face, finding as soon as you can to go to an event. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they don't have to be big, huge conferences, mm-hmm. right? We at ClickBank, if you lived in Boise locally, and we actually saw somebody, the last ClickBank Connects we went to, he's figuring out online marketing yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. And he comes to an event and now he gets to mingle with, you know, some people that are very high level and, you know, but it's in a small room of like 40 people. Yeah. Like in that's, Boise, Idaho. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's super beneficial yeah. for that individual. Is, or meetup. Is meetups.com still a thing? It used to be when. I don't know. Yeah. But the, you know, yeah. The, yeah, what are the local marketing yeah. things popping up around your totally. city? Right. And just, like, yeah. just go out and seek that stuff and, and you'll be amazed what it'll do for you. Well, something like, you know, game yeah, respects no. game. You know, I think yeah. like if you can learn to ask good questions, which is just like, how do I make money online? Right. Bad question. Really broad. Right. If you can show what you're doing in your question, like, hey, I'm trying this, I'm running into issues, can anyone help with this kind mm-hmm. of thing? People are happy to jump in with opinions and offer yeah. advice. And Not then, always good advice, but it's there. Yeah, but it's there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you can, but if they actually see that you're trying and you're doing it and you're committing the time and mental energy to like figure it out, people respect that and will respond in kind with their energy too. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's just like, how do I do this? This isn't working. Like it gets too broad. They can't ans- give you good advice and kind of things go that way. Yeah. yeah. Networking is not becoming a vampire of someone's time and resources, yeah. right? You don't suck the resources dry. What you're really doing is engaging a community that's all trying the same thing that you are. Yeah. And I think one of the earlier episodes we did was around networking and kind of adding value. We did a few of them. So go check out the earlier episodes yeah. to affiliated if you haven't and kind of go through some of the networking pieces if you're curious about this, because it is, a huge accelerant to growth. Mm-hmm. It very much so yeah. is. So, and with that, with the 10 things that we mentioned, um, we should probably recap through them again. But uh, before we recap throughout all those, others, I just want to say that there's a lot of, there's lots of research out. There's lots of people give you like tactics or specific things to start off. But if you went through these 10 things and just did them or made sure that those check, checked boxes are checked, I guess marked, man, I can't talk today. The boxes. Um, yeah, the boxes have things in them. Uh, so once that's done, like I'm going to tell you right now, if you went through and did this, you will be in a much better position to succeed as an affiliate um, than you otherwise would, substantially so. These are things that when we see people go through this process that we just mentioned to you, they're way better off. And the great thing is they're not only better off for their first success, you see them for a second, a third, and so yeah. much more. So that's one of the reasons. We're not setting you up for your first paycheck. We're setting you up for your your one ten years from now and keeping that going. So um, you want to go through the recap? Yeah, well, I think it's like, right, I think the we'll kind of recap the expectations piece here. The top 10 things to know, right, is that you need to have realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Part of the way to get to those realistic expectations is really look internal and figure out how much money do you need to make? How much money can you make? Like how much money do you have to invest in this? Because it is going to be an investment to start. Yep. Even if you're doing organic and it's light, there's going to be some sort of investment on time and or money, mm-hmm. right? Um, how long does it take to make a profit? It's really going to depend on the time and energy you put into it. Uh, knowing the tactics versus the strategy, right? Like understanding the tactics are useful. You'll be always you'll be always using different tactics, but how does that roll up to the broader strategy of marketing and understanding all of that? Understanding a target market and learning that avatar, who you're marketing to. I think you did a great job kind of diving into ways to kind of learn the target market and kind of go into it, which will help you uncover that target market's a big problem. 
which there's going to be multiple big problems. What's the big problem that you want to help solve with the product you're marketing? Um, that will lead into the traffic source, right? Where does that target market hang out online? Where are they? How can you best put a message in front of them that relates to their big problem? Is it even allowed on that traffic source, right? All these things will become apparent as you kind of go through this process. There's no right or wrong big traffic source, right? Any of these major platforms are good to start with, whether it's organic or paid. Don't stress too much about the right one. Find the right one for your target market. Yeah, for you and your target market. Yeah. And don't be scared of the language and the jargon and the data. It will become apparent as you learn it, but don't, but do take efforts to go learn it. Check out the resources we have and the glossaries. I think I will plug spark again. I think it's a great resource we've built for someone interested in affiliate marketing. hundred um, percent. Yeah. I think it takes people through a lot of this and kind of helps explain and set realistic expectations and guide them through the right path for them. And then join a network, go network and find some mentorship if you can, right? Don't be, hesitant to put yourself out there. If you seek opportunity, you will find it. And you'll find that this space is very forthcoming with information and help if you're asking for it and giving it. Definitely, definitely. So I guess as a bonus tip, really what you need to know is just join Spark. Hey, join Spark. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but, no, but no, really, honestly, like it is a great course. And I think finding great content is another thing that, that's always fantastic. Yeah. And, and yeah, we, we do a good job. I, I think the team... And we did help with this too, so we could say we know it's good because we help contribute. And amazing <laughs> yeah. contributors, so it's definitely a great course. Uh, but yeah, guys, I mean, we we love seeing the stories of people that take this, listen to these episodes, translate it, and end up seeing success. Um, and it keeps happening. So keep listening, keep making it happen, and we can't wait to maybe have next one of our listeners are listening right now become a guest on our podcast because they took these steps. And they went from being somebody that aspired to be a great affiliate to now becoming a great affiliate. And we can't wait to see it happen. Until next time, rate, review, subscribe. Please email us with any questions, conversations, things you'd like us to talk about. And what do we tell the people, Thomas? Well, first we tell them the email. Email, affiliated <laughs> at clickbank.com. Man, I, I did it well did okay it earlier. but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's affiliated at clickbank.com. Yes. And then, yes, happy scaling, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>